Hello, Internet. You are now experiencing technical difficulties. We are playing uh, Harlem Unbound, Call of Cthulhu. Uh, shout out to Chris Spivey uh, of Darky Q Studios, who uh, wrote this awesome game, and we are very excited to be playing it. Uh, this is the beginning of what will hopefully be something of a campaign, uh, a campaign of linked scenarios, basically. Uh, so let's go ahead and introduce our exciting uh, Harlem-based uh, investigators, starting with Ben. Uh, hello, Internet. Um, I am Sergeant Reginald Luther. I was a Harlem Hellfighter, uh, specifically um, field medic. Um, and yeah, I basically came back and just kind of... Uh, right now, I'm trying to b- basically get into med school, so... This is Dan, and tonight I'll be playing Ford Kitchens, a conjure man, a local to Harlem. He knows many people, if not everyone, and he knows what they might need, but only help if they ask. Nice. And third, we have Laura. Hello, everybody. I'm playing Dante Jackson, a uh, young writer and activist. And uh, whoever Ford doesn't know... I have a shot at knowing. <laughs> you cover you cover the bases. And then I write articles under D. Jackson, so people assume I'm male. Hey, do you normally normally publish in like the newspapers or Well, I mean I write for the NAACP. And I am certainly submitting my writing to the newspapers. Well, the crisis has a uh, great uh, there. The the, uh, the journal of the uh, magazine, I guess you'd call it, of the NAACP. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do have a, a great stable of writers. And you're, I guess, you're one of the junior writers, probably a kind of a young one they're developing. Young and hungry. Mm-hmm. Well, um, speaking of the NAACP, uh, you guys all receive uh, little notes uh, that uh, request you to come and uh, meet a uh, famous member of the uh, organization, Mr. Walter J. Walter F. White, uh, who is uh, has a great reputation as sort of an investigator of. hate crimes and lynchings and uh, other violations of uh, civil rights and things. He's one of their uh, sort of, uh, he kind of runs their like investigative unit. Uh, They kind of have as like a, as a, like a nationwide thing. He's very, he's very famous, uh, very successful at that. Uh, I asked you to come down and meet him at uh, Howard's, uh, Howard's cafe in the morning, bright and early 7 a.m. 7.30 a.m. I uh, promises you breakfast and a job for you, all three of you. Now, I think you all probably know each other already. So unless you'd like to uh, not, that's up to you guys. But uh, I think you're all comfortable enough and you all know Walter White well enough to uh, to be comfortable taking this job from him. I'm uh, good with that. Yep, I would say please. that I've, I've, I, they probably know me by reputation or have heard my name before, but not actually have met me before because i am part of that famous unit beloved in harlem and not anywhere else in uh white america so. mm-hmm. 
So as you each uh, sort of walk into the diner uh, in the morning, I'd like you to describe your characters and uh, sort of how you how you enter the scene here. Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Dante. I think you're there first. You seem like uh, a go getter. Yes, definitely a go getter. And uh, what day of the week is it? Uh, it is a Monday. Okay, yeah, I definitely was not out last night. No, no, I, I can get there. 7.30 a.m., bright and bushy-tailed, and definitely want that cup of coffee he's paying mm-hmm. for. How are you dressed? To the nines. Is there mm. any other way to dress in Harlem? <laughs> Not Sunday best, I imagine, but uh, definitely very professional, I mean, right? D- professional? Gorgeous hat. Mm. Uh, what time of year is it? Oh, good question. It's sort of a uh, late summer. Um, okay. Still pretty hot. Um, it's a little humid out there. Uh, honestly, the uh, the weather forecasts say that there uh, it's it's going to be it's gonna be maybe a hot couple days, and then there might be a storm rolling through. It's not it's not as bad as it was back in back in July, but uh, it's maybe late August. Mm-hmm. And, so, uh, I would not call my dress a flapper dress. But it is uh, loose, flowy, and uh, pretty. Also, nice. I can run in it, and in and in a current style, right? Yes. Nice. All right. How about Ford? I think you roll up second. You see Dante in there already, looking around, looking for a table. He will just kind of subtly slide in there, um, and. Uh, Nod his head over to the table where I noticed note Walter White. And we'll oh, he's not him. there yet. You don't oh, he's see not him there yet. yet. Oh, well, in that case, I suggest the table by the window where we can see him coming. Uh, good idea. Uh, how's Ford dressed? He is dressed like, um, I mean, not a suit coat because it's too darn hot, but, uh, you know, dress shirt. Um, just normal, you know, I guess uh, business attire-ish. It does, does he Does he cut a... Uh... A noticeable figure? Or is he pretty, uh, pretty, uh, he has a presence to him. I, um, and with a, and he's slightly above average in appearance. So, mm. you know, when he wants to be noticed, he gets noticed. Nice. When he doesn't, he isn't. All right. Sounds or at least that's what he wants to believe. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> we'll, he, that's what he's going we'll, for anyway. We'll see how Dice Golem treats him. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> And finally, Reginald Luther. You see uh, Dante and and Ford in there making their way toward a, a, a seat by a seat by the window. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was uh, I guess like told um, or brief before we're to sit. Um, so I'll probably I guess I I've probably seen maybe probably Dante in if she works in the same building mm. or like in a similar building. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> I am wearing Reginald is um well let me look at his constitution to try to describe <laughs> based on stats. Uh I was a sergeant, um, but I am not oh well, I'm like six uh con sixty. Um pretty well built. Um is having a little bit of I'm twenty-six. Mm. Um uh and the uh anyway um kind of having like a little bit of the post army uh flab because mm. you know i'm not i'm not uh getting ass 
you know, I'm not uh, in, in as many life or death situations right. uh, anymore. So um, I show up in kind of uh, clothes that are not presentable, but are more kind of utilitarian, like work clothes. Mm-hmm. So uh, pretty, pretty, pretty working class, but uh, not not shabby. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I need I'm I'm doing this to because I need to build. I understand I need to build uh, connections so uh-huh. I can, you know, have people to write those letters for uh, uh, medical school. school and That's for, right. At whichever uh, histor- uh, bl- uh, historic black college or maybe even go to France. Yeah, you haven't met uh, Mr. White before, but you sure know him by reputation uh, as he. uh as he would be a great person to put you in in touch with the with the leadership of the NLACP. He's on very good terms with them. I mean, um, I would like to, I'd like to do school, but I, like I, I've been over, I've been in France. Um, I know I could probably get, I want to try, try at least living in America for a bit. Well, <laughs> before, you know, saying, fuck it. Uh, I'll go to France where I'm treated like a human being. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, you need at least some money to make it in France, right? <laughs> all right. Well, uh, as you all make your way over to a, a table, um, you've just scarcely sat down when, uh, well, lo and behold, looking like he's in a bit of a rush, uh, in through the door comes Mr. Walter White, who I will be dropping a picture of in the active game chat. Thank God, because I keep I'm all, all I can keep imagining is Breaking Bad. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, uh, he cuts a very noticeable figure because uh, he's the whitest looking guy in here by a yeah. lot. Oh, shit. Uh, his blonde hair and blue eyes. Nominative determinism. Uh, <laughs> yes. <well, laughs> he actually wrote a he wrote a uh, he wrote a autobiography later called A Man Called White. Because that was actually part of his real shtick as an investigator, uh, because he could pass for white really easily. Uh, so he'd go down and uh, maybe uh, talk to some Ku Klux Klan members about what they've gotten up to, and <laughs> they would trust him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, he comes in here. Um, very yes, yeah, very noticeable guy. But uh, around here in Harlem, he's uh, he's well known, uh, as an upstanding member, uh, really really key member of the of the NAACP uh sits down at your table with you uh lady my uh dear and gentlemen uh we um sorry for for being in such a rush and for being late i'm i'm afraid i uh i don't have a lot of time uh i'm (laughs) gotta catch a train today uh but uh well you see the three of you i think could help me out with a local problem uh that I would have been looking into, I was planning to look into uh, today uh, until some pretty uh, sensitive business came up down in North Carolina and I found myself called upon to rush out double quick. The NAACP is looking for, has been talking recently about uh, getting together a little, little squad, you might call it, of uh, people to solve problems or to uh, to address address things that, that maybe it wouldn't be great for us to get involved in uh, efficiently around here in the community mm. or things that are just not really, we don't want to spend direct resources on it. We can't spare our professional investigators and things for it, but uh, 
just, you know, some fixers and some some uh, investigators, if you will. And we were thinking if you were uh, you three were interested in taking this on, this might be a place to get started. Of course, there's money in it as well. Uh, we, we would be happy to. We're, we'll be funding your expenses and, and rewarding you for a job well done. So in case that's a concern. Is well, this a, a salary position or by the word of the investigative report? It would be more of a uh, retainer type thing. You do pay by the ah. job. It's a uh, we're not paying you to write uh, things for this. Although, of course, uh, uh, Ms. Jackson is a uh, as a journalist. Uh, if if such a thing, if it, if it turns out to be a situation that rises to the level of journalistic significance, then uh, by all means, we'd uh, be happy to uh, read and publish your reports. We've been pretty impressed by your by your writing recently. I must say. Thank you. Well, I guess. Uh... Um, you know, I, uh, if, if it's good enough for me, I mean, here I can at least take a break from my day job. Um, I'm going to say I, I, I work at a pharmacy. I'm a pharmacist assistant. Owner. <laughs> um, yeah. mm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Sergeant Jackson. Uh, it's uh, great to have a, a man of your, your background and your, uh, expertise, uh, involved in this. That's one of, one of the reasons why I recommended you specifically. And I think, uh, well, uh, I think I think if you if you make a good showing of this, uh, you really really maybe uh, you really gain, gain some attention of some some of the some of the more influential members of the board and such. So mm-hmm. it's a good opportunity, yeah. I think, for you. Son. I kind of like stare off in the middle distance when he says, uh, "Somewhat of your expertise is the bombs and screaming <laughs> flash a little in my mind." <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd say nothing and just kind of nod and say, "Thank you, sir." And of course, Mr. Kitchens, with your knowledge of the community and thing, I think uh, around here and your uh, your uh, current. I mean, you're uh, paying me to do what I was going to do anyway. I think it's an excellent opportunity. <laughs> Precisely, you might think of this as simply uh, another client in your own uh, yeah. business enterprises, but uh, we we think you'd be a mm-hmm. an, a, a key. I'm I'm not going to say who who you should consider to be the leader of your little group here. Uh, that's I suppose between the three of you. Uh, I would hope you'd be really to t- treat it as a partnership. But look at me rambling about this. What I really ought to do is I get down to the business and tell you what this is all about, shouldn't I? Please. Oh, yeah, the coffee's here. Oh, that's good. He starts drinking uh, drinking uh, a cup of coffee. He looks... Uh, <laughs> he's a very high-strung guy. <laughs> yeah, the coffee will clearly help him relax. <laughs> right. Uh, might full actually of en- full of energy so but you see there's uh there's a young man who's uh actually been a, a another writer for the crisis recently uh young fella uh by the name of carl tempest uh i don't know if you've uh been reading the the crisis recently i'm sure this will be gonna a bell for for you uh mrs jack miss jackson uh but uh He's uh he's had a few uh essays and reportage pieces uh published for us recently. Uh been kind of a real luck, but up and comer. We've liked him a lot. Uh and then he he sort of dropped off the radar a couple of weeks ago. And we'd really like somebody to check up on him and see if they can f- figure out what's going on with him. Like I said, I was planning to pay him a visit myself this morning, but then uh like I said business came up. Pass along his uh, address and anything y'all know about him, and you yes. can go try and find him. 
Uh, Dante, yes, you do know this guy's name, Carl Tempest. He mm-hmm. uh, wrote, uh, he started writing uh, for the crisis, uh, like th- uh, his first piece was probably like three or four months ago. He had just moved to uh, to Harlem. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically he was already kind of like a pretty talented and well-trained uh, journalist. Uh, he wrote a piece about, um, he wrote a piece about uh, like real estate development uh, hmm. And, you know, par- property purchasing and stuff like that. Uh, he did a couple of little uh, short pieces about uh, like investment opportunities and things like that. And system. very like sort of straight reporting, really kind of low rung on the totem pole thing. Um, okay. He's around. He's kind of in the same league of writers as you. Like they haven't given him like really big feature pieces or anything like that recently. Although you do notice that like in the like last month's. You remember he got a kind of kind of a longer sort of essay that uh, that they published of his uh, in the in the magazine. So it looks like he's uh, he's succeeding. You have seen him like they had a, you've had you've had a few, you know, get togethers for the writers and things like that. You haven't really talked to him or you don't really know him, but uh, okay. you've probably been introduced briefly to him. So, you know what he looks like. Uh, he doesn't okay. have a very uh, he doesn't have a very. Um, distinctive appearance. He's kind of medium height, uh, slim build, sort of uh, average uh, looks, uh, you'd say. Um, rest is all right. Has sort of a keen, you know, he's a, a sort of like smart writer temperament. Like he's always like thinking about how he would write about whatever it is he's looking at. You notice that that uh, that sort of instinct about him. A few times you've met you've you've met him. You definitely haven't seen him around for a few weeks, though. Like you haven't he hasn't been at bit parties and things. Okay, haven't seen him in, in the salons or the book uh, cafe. I I haunt. Yeah, no, not in the uh, not okay. in your everyday life. Uh, and you do run you, in the same circles, so did, you would. Did he yeah. stop going into the office? Oh, well, he doesn't work in the office. He uh, oh, okay. writes his stuff up uh, freelance, basically. All right, so so he's Mail just d- dropped off the radar. No one's seen him. You know, he hasn't showed up. He hasn't offered a new piece in how long? Yeah, it's a bit odd, actually. So um, the first thing that happened is he stopped cashing our checks. It's never uh, a good sign. No. <laughs> and what the other thing is was, unusual. We still, we still got a couple of pieces in from him uh, after... Uh, he stopped cashing the checks. It took us a little while to notice what was going on, really. Um, I actually, that piece, you know, uh, that you remember from the, from last, last month's, uh, the long one about, uh, you know, social conditions, it's kind of lyrical quality to it. It's really nice. Um, kind of some poetic turns of phrases in there. Uh, but yeah, he actually submitted that after, uh, his, uh, his last, he, he quit, quit. (laughs) Cashing the checks. That's very strange. Uh, was he working on a, another big uh, piece? Uh, we'd asked him after, uh, so I sent him a letter after that and congratulated him. He said he had something a little bit longer that he was working in. Since we, I was so enthusiastic, uh, the, the editor was so enthusiastic about uh, about uh, that last one. He asked him if he could uh, maybe do something, uh, you know, the sort of like the sort of essayist reported sh- hybrid, you know, thing where it's uh, not, it's not just straight, straight fact reporting. It's more of a, you know, writing 
you know, personal impressions and, mm-hmm. and emotional responses to things. I think he was kind of getting to that. He said he had something, he had something like that that he was working on. And we haven't seen, we haven't seen any, any more correspondence from him uh, since that. And, uh, and like I said, it's just gotten to the point where we want somebody to go, uh, you know, see how he's doing, <laughs> see if he's still working on that thing, <laughs> see mm-hmm. if he needs money, see if uh, something's were, happened um, to, you know. Were any of his articles be- before the essay piece, uh, I don't know, in any way controversial or touch on, no. I don't know, crime or anything like that? Uh, not not that I can think of. I mean, you have to go back and look. I've... Mm-hmm. I have, okay. I, you know, I, I don't necessarily have time to read every every little piece of the magazine. Uh, understood. We will we will include that in our our activities. Sure. Uh, do you have an expense account, or get some like forward for like a for uh, forward payment? Well, um, <laughs> I'm surprised Mr. Kitchens didn't ask that question. <laughs> but good one, yes. Uh, here, we'll just. Uh, no, I was asking if the if uh, Carl Tempest got paid oh i see what you mean i'm sorry i i misunderstood uh he he like was reaching into his coat to to grab a have an envelope but he like (laughs) stops doing that (laughs) no feel free to keep on doing what you're doing that that, Uh, well uh, while i'm thinking about it here he slides an envelope across to you and it's got like 50 dollars in it jeez louise well i mean obviously 1920s yeah we're just like Obviously, keep track yeah. of your uh, ta- keep track of your expenses. You can draw out there as necessary. Um, I, I obviously, hold up, <laughs> I hold up if my, you didn't have to I, use it all. I hold up my notebook. I, I will keep track. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Jackson. Uh, and if, of course, if you need more, or something unexpected happens. I mean, I won't directly be involved. Of course, you can always contact the the home office. I will get receipts. But I think uh, I think uh, Sergeant Luther. I think we. Uh, I think uh, I'm, I I overlooked your question. What were you asking? Uh, yeah did did he receive a, a forward payment that he you know he might not have needed to especially in in response to this like big story that he might not have needed to cash. Well, I I, I I confess I've I've never really asked him what his other. Uh, sources of income might be. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, besides writing for us. Uh, I I don't know whether he's publishing elsewhere or maybe he has some family that's helping take care of him or whatnot. That's that's what I hope uh, the sort of thing I hope you guys might be able to find out for for us. Um, I guess another question uh, is also uh, would he is there a possibility that he might have needed to travel or you know leave Harlem? Or, sure, would have expected him to um, contact us if th- that sort of thing. Uh, we haven't heard anything, like I said, either way. So, uh, maybe. Certainly if he's, York, but I know, he's, I, we have his current address. Uh, I figure that's probably the best place to get started. Just go see whether he's there. And if he is, then yeah. maybe you can get this all sorted out this morning and go on your merry way. Um, does he uh, put the address down on a piece of paper or something? Or does he tell us? Or Oh, yeah. He, uh, he writes it down for you. Uh, it's like uh, his address on uh, 125th Street. Uh, yeah, Ford, Ford looks at that and like immediately nods. Yep, thought so. Smack dab in the middle of Harlem. Um, mm-hmm. But what's looking at the address real quick? Oh yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those like row houses <laughs> that kind of mostly look the same. 
Um, do you have the uh, back issue uh, that I might get some uh, reading up on? No. On, on you, Mr. White, or? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, you don't subscribe? <laughs> uh, no, well, it's 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 just at my apartment. Um, uh, I'm just asking if you have it on you. You know, I then I can, you know, read while on the, the um, I guess, we'll, you know, on the. Da- I was gonna Dante, Dante, why don't you make me a luck roll? Oh, yeah, let's do luck. Oh, oh well, b- before that, I, my, my first reaction is, okay, I know the address. Who around there is the nosy neighbor? And I got an eight on my lore Har- Harlem. Uh, well, no, people we'll attack- that when we get to it, but you know, yeah, so well, Ford knows who to it. talk to. Okay. <laughs> luck roll, you say? Everybody get oh, yeah. a luck roll. Uh, I want, um, Dan, you can do it how you do it in the way that you wish. Uh, my I preference just- is. Just to roll a straight D100, and that's how much luck you have for this this uh, oh. session. All right. Bow into peer pressure. All right. I will also roll the D100. 36. Oh, no. 27. God, what a winner. Oh. Yeah. 84. Hmm. <laughs> the luck eight. of the writer. I have 84 <laughs> luck. luck. Is, is that a per- percent? Are those points or a percentage? Okay, so if you recall uh, from from Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, luck can be used in two different ways. Uh, You can either, uh, well, sometimes you'll just have to make a straight luck roll and try to roll under whatever your current luck is. uh, Like you're about to do right now. Uh, The other thing you can do is when you make a skill roll and you uh, fail by a certain number of points, you can spend that many luck points to make it a success. So, for example, you have a 40 on a skill, you roll a 46, you can spend six luck points to succeed. Okay. That will reduce your luck for the remainder of the session. This session, I have 84 luck. Yep, so you can spend hard if you need to. So, I guess I'm going with the D100, but... I should have gone with a 3d6 like it says in the book. I, mean, I told you as, you could. <laughs> as long as, as, long as well, like, we get to roll next, roll it again next session. Yeah, so you like, know, if you, you really were doing it canonically, you'd keep that same luck for the entire like campaign. You spend it down or, and stuff. And do, does it ever go up during the campaign? Uh, I don't remember. Neither uh, do, I, I, that's in the Keeper's Guide. So yeah. yeah, okay. Is there like a point where we could re-roll or? I do. Something? I re. I have you re-roll it at the beginning of each session. Okay, session not a. But well, with that in mind, I guess thirty six will do. Or yeah. Or whatever. For now, yeah. Okay. I'm uh, fine with that. Like, I just need to survive the beginning. <laughs> that's right. Even the middle. Just get there. And then I'll then I'll be rolling hot next time. Um, also, don't forget that uh, there are circumstances. Also, this is also called Cthulhu Seventh Edition, uh, where you can push rolls. If you fail a roll, but can think of like a reason why your uh, why your uh, situation your changed, your character yeah. might be able to retry it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can push the roll, which increases the sort of risk involved. So if something if you push a roll and some and you fail a second time, something bad's going to happen to you. Uh, but it does give you a second crack at the skill. It's kind of up to you guys to argue for pushing rolls or to ask to push rolls. So. You need to hang ourselves. I can. I might suggest it time to time, but I really would like you guys to try to uh, be your own advocates as far as pushing roles and stuff. Okay. Okay. So, uh, as we were saying, uh, Dante Jackson, make a luck roll. 
for me right now. Wait, did you want all of us to make a luck roll? No, just her. Okie dokie. Hold on. Hmm? I call the bot correctly. <sighs> Modify that. The 100. Oh, hush. Don't give me any more options. 64. That's a success. Mm-hmm. Well, you just happen to have the re- most recent issue of Crisis right there in your purse. <laughs> I haven't read it yet this morning. I was booking it to a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you got it. Cool. I mean, I'm not going to pull it out and start reading it until we've finished talking with Mr. White. Well, you know, you have that uh, that little piece in there that you wrote. What what was your piece about? Just a little little tiny thing. Little oh, a little tiny thing. Um, it was a fluff piece about a new uh, black owned uh, store in Harlem. Uh, saying how people should, you know, um, shop at a black owned business that hired them nice. instead of, you know, the, the white owned business half a block away. Maybe it's a hat shop. They, they do have good hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, your hats. <laughs> I do know my hats. What, what fashionable young lady in Harlem does not know her hats? <laughs> nice now, now I can't remember who actually wanted to look at that <laughs> I, it was me that's right I will at least uh, make it a borrow that for while well, I'm uh, you know I need something to read while uh, on the I guess uh, the light rail well to, to, we should probably finish the meeting with Mr. White yes. and then yes. determine where we're going to go yeah. yes that's true is there are there streetcars or oh yeah okay yeah, it's easy to get around uh, around in, in in the middle of Harlem. Not nice not, not that hard. It's really not that far away. You could probably oh. walk. It would be a little okay. bit of a stroll from where you're I at. I mean, though. I still want it because again, I need to read on his work. But he did also just hand you an envelope with fifty dollars in it. So <laughs> if you want to take the streetcar, you can take the streetcar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not. Uh, let's let's at least uh, let's not wa- start wasting the organization's money <laughs> just yet. Well. Also, at least wait for him money. to get outside to get yeah. to get on the train. Get out of sight first, yes. <laughs> well, he says, uh, well, uh, I guess uh, anything else? Oh, yeah, like I said, the $50. Uh-huh. Uh, um, we've got the money, we've got his address, we've got the background Walter White can give us. Um, uh, we have the name of his editor. Uh, yeah, let me look it up real quick. Crisis 1922. Oh, an actual person. Yeah, an actual real person. The awesome thing is, like, the crisis is, like, so famous that it's, like, out there in the internet, really. Mm-hmm. Modernist Journal Project, I think this is the one I saw. Oh yeah, man, this isn't ba- based on a real uh, person who, you know, you edited what happened to them or whatever. It's not super closely based on a real person, as far as I know. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know. I imagine there are people who experience things similarly to what this person did. 
so yeah, this is going to be volume 24. Let's call it number number six. The one with the baby on the cover. What the hell? Oh, yeah, of course. The editor is W.B. Du Bois. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> that guy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That is the editor. That's yeah, not he's... That's not the guy handling my class of writers. He's got, right. he's got sub-editors. Probably not. Let's see what it says on the masthead. Uh... Oh, yeah, you know, just that one guy, uh, W.B. <laughs> du Bois. He was pretty busy. He's a pretty bitty fella. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Jesse Ryan Fawcett, literary editor. I don't really say who else uh, sub-edited edits it. Not on that page. So, anyway. so we, we have random name of young oh. and hungry editor as opposed to young and hungry writers. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Whoever opening actually behind the name for future reference. Copy editing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Alrighty. I so, mean, you can go just try to talk to Du Bois if you really wanted to. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> he's, a friendly, uh, he's a friendly guy, but he's very busy. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, you know, once we have, like, better questions. <laughs> maybe. I only want to if I could like uh, do a uh, du- like push him out of the way of like a shoggoth or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Save his life. Yep. All right. Well, anyway, says so if you have any, any more questions, uh, talk to the main office, I guess. Uh, but I've I've got a train to catch, and it's coming up. So. Oh yeah. Good luck. Uh, hope you can get this all worked out for us. Uh, straightened out for us. Thanks a lot. And he shakes all your hands mm-hmm. and kind of hustles out the door. All right. Well, um, mm. I guess what is, uh, we all want to just go to, go to his uh, apartment or you wouldn't have anything else, uh, you want to do before. Or- you know, how, to, how else do you guys want to divide the labor? Uh, before, do you want to go talk to the neighbors? I can head to the crisis and uh, both compile a um, dossier of his articles so the- as well as talk to his editor. So there's a swell map here in, uh, in in Harlem Unbound. Where are we, ish? And where is the apartment? And where is uh, the crisis? Uh, just, just so I can kind of get oriented. Pages the. I don't know. It's a loose thing that was in the back of the book. <laughs> so there's um, a there's a version there's that's a in PDF. There's a version that's in the PDF that's a little. Uh, I think that's from the first edition. Uh, huh. Let's see. I mean the. I mean, yeah, because I've got the. Here we go. Backers proof. So don't want to entirely waste time. I don't actually know where the NWCP headquarters was. Uh, All right, don't worry about it then. 
Just, uh, but it's, I mean, the thing is, it's all because they have street cars and you have it and you have a retainer money. You can get where you need to go in short order around the around the city. Generally speaking, um, you go up and down Lenox Avenue basically to get wherever you need to go. Um, his apartment's down on 125th Street, so it's like kind of right in the middle of of everything. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's not in a very distinct, like it's not in a, like a really special location, frankly. It's not like over where the rich people live or anything like that. I'll probably I will go with uh, Ford. As far as what's going to be closest, uh, they're all kind of like I said, kind of equal distance. You can get wherever you need to get. Uh, I dropped the map into chat. Thank yes. you. Full out map is bigger. It's higher resolution. Probably. Yep, that's the one I got. Okay. Oops. Anyway, all right. So you're you're going to go to the newspaper office to do things, and we're going to go over to talk to his nosy neighbors. That's right. Yes, and also possibly him if he's there. Oh yeah, if he's there, we'll we'll start by knocking at his door. Just, yeah, I mean we go. Well, let, let me rephrase that. We'll start by looking at his door and the apartment from the outside of the building, just to see if there's anything we can tell from that. Yeah, or see if he's in. Uh, you know, j- just get there just in time to watch him be murdered or something. Whatever is appropriate. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> just happens. talk to the neighbors. Yep. Right. So who's going where? Um, Reginald and I are going to look for our intrepid young reporter. Mm-hmm. Reggie and I are going to go see Carl's. Go to go to Carl's building and see what we can find out. He was a live. It was an apartment, right? Uh yeah. Actually, it's a technically it's a boarding house. Okay. Uh, he's, he's a single man. He yep. apparently rents a room there. All right. Uh, well. Meanwhile, uh, Dante's going to go to the uh, Crisis Magazine headquarters. Get some back issues. Right? Is that right? Yes, I'm going to be rolling uh, my library use in order to compile a dossier of his of his. Okay, writing. well, let's do that real quick uh, because okay. that's basically kind of a one thing. <laughs> sure. So give me that. Give me that library use roll. You go up there. There's the word. Uh, oh, good. I did do a smart thing and give myself some po- actual points in it. Hundred. Uh, yeah, I, I rolled a four under my sixty. Okay, that is an extreme success. Uh, sharpest attack. They actually uh kind of have. Uh, you talk to uh the uh secretary, a uh, mm-hmm. girl who you know well up there. Who I'm not going to bother coming up with the name right at this point <laughs> because sure. it goes so fast because she's basically already has all the stuff ready. Uh, I guess they've been talking about this guy. They were talking about this guy for the last couple of days trying to figure out what was going on with him. Hmm. So she already has like all of his, like the issues that had his stuff in him, like just ready to hand. Cause she's smart and she <laughs> wishes Dewey wasn't an asshole and would let her, you know, yeah. learn how to be a librarian. Do you explain to her, uh, what you're, why you're there and like what you're trying to do? Um, I will mention that, um, 
uh, Mr. White asked me to check in on him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard he was going to do that this morning, and then he had the whole clan business come up. <laughs> uh, I Frankly, some days I don't know why we don't expect clan business to come up every day. It comes up an awful lot these days, that's for sure. Keeps him, keeps him on his toes. Well, yeah, like yeah. I said, I have it all ready to go for you right here. Um, I, I appreciate out. you so much. Chronological order. Thank you. Uh, if you need any more, anything else you can think of, I could do for oh. you. Well, between you and me and the wall, any ideas on uh, what the um, editors are going to be looking for coming up? Maybe I can get a jump on uh, investigating. You know, they've been all about these uh, these financial these financial schemes recently. There's these investment companies and things, mm-hmm. and everybody trying to get uh, get. Uh, Folks to chip in, say they're going to build infrastructure. They're going to, going to, going to buy capital, buy, buy, Walter buy things like that. <laughs> <laughs> all this real estate, things like that. Anyway, I mean, uh, theoretically, it's all that's what that's what uh, Du Bois keeps talking about. How the the real problem is that these things are are they, I mean, they're good good ideas in principle. There's so many of them are they're frauds though. So I, I flip to the beginnings of um, what. Oh geez, I've lost the name. Carl Tempest was uh was writing. This is beat, kinda. No, not really. Um, I mean, a little bit here and there. I mean, he he did little things. Like so it looks like at first that was that was some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, Robert Moses. Yeah, he was into he was into real estate. Uh, I guess he was he was writing about. Uh, yeah, there's this one he was writing about uh, like redeveloped properties. Uh. This one here. Yeah, I guess he was working on that a little bit early. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what we're gearing up on right now. There's like, like a couple of big ones that uh, Du Bois says he's looking for an expose on one of them. Got to get people uh, get people to realize how dangerous they can be. Well, hopefully Mr. Tempest will be found quickly and I can try and uh, put something in front of uh, Mr. Du Bois. Yeah, I suppose so. You anyway, are, yeah, you are a sweetheart, and I appreciate all the hard work you do. All right, I am going to give her a name. Her name is Doris. Doris. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you need anything else, just give us a ring. We'll do, Doris. Okay, I should go touch base with uh, Mr. Tempest's uh, editor, just in case he has some insight. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, you can dip uh, dip your head into into uh, Wally's apartment. Sure. Or Wally's uh, office, I mean. Why don't we let Ford and Reginald do their thing before we come back to... Oh, why don't we not? I want to kick oh, her the scene okay. first. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> they're still on the train. They're still on the streetcar. <laughs> it takes some time to get to use the streetcar. <laughs> All right. It, yeah, this last, is... This... Last name Wally? Wally. Uh, first name Wally. He just goes first... by Wally. Everybody calls All him right. Wally. Okay. As long as I'm not being rude. Sub editor. Knock knock. Uh yeah. Ah, oh, Miss Jackson. What can I do for you? Hi, Wally. Uh Mr. White asked me to look into uh Carl. See if we can't find him. Oh yeah, I hope you can find him. Um that kid. He was He's a he's a good one. He's a cracker. Cracking writer. 
he didn't uh, happen to uh, give you a heads up on what he was looking into writing. Just, you know, just in case it got him. I guess I could show you the letter he wrote me. Um, oh, that'd be great. I don't know what you're going to make of it. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, so he, he takes his letter out and hands it over mm-hmm. to you. He's like, he's talking about writing. He says that he wants to move uh, sort of journalism in a more personal or impressionistic direction. Uh, he's looking about uh, people's uh, experiences and like the unmediated experience of uh, of uh, Harlan. I mean... You, you read the letter and, and it actually sounds really like really persuasive. Like he sounds like he really has this vision of like what he wants to produce. And it's somewhere it's like creative nonfiction. It's like somewhere between memoir and, uh, you know, reportage. Like it seems very sophisticated, honestly, like and, and the way he puts it, it just sounds like it would be really cool if you could pull it off. Um, I do have a question about that. Um yeah. Like what is in terms of cuz I guess like the first thing I think of because uh I uh you know is like that kind of uh Truman Capote like in cold blood kind of uh I mean like you know doing like literary journalism is a th- you know is a thing mm-hmm. or at least oh, yeah. it, like what is what is like the stage of that in terms of like this time period Um so I mean you'd have some of that um but like that's not what most of the stuff in the crisis is 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 about nowadays. Like the crisis is a lot of hard reporting about what's going on in the community, like all this uh, stuff. It's not that this is like an insanely revolutionary like style of writing, it's just it's a bit strange for or like it's definitely off the beaten path for it's off the beaten path for the crisis, uh sort of. Um but it's not like out of the realm of possibility. And there's so much like interesting artistic stuff going on in Harlem right now. Like right. this could be just like, yeah, that's another really cool thing that somebody's going to be able to like get in there on. Like people are writing realistic novels a lot, like talking about social conditions and also talking mm-hmm. about like how that affects mm-hmm. characters. There's a lot of just a lot of literature being produced right now. Oh, of course. But yeah, so it's not it's not like it's it's not there's nothing weird about this. But it is like kind of a bold new direction for him to be going in based on what he's been published so far. Can I compare his letter to, say, the most recent and three articles back? Does this. Is his signature of writing still present? Why don't you give me a literature role, I guess? Sure. (laughs) uh the the art the art and craft literature yeah that's right cool i put points in that put a lot of points in that i'm a writer (laughs) yeah 64 under 75 you know as you were studying uh you know literature in in school uh, a lot of writers, you can sort of trace them from like their early work up into the later, like more mature work when they like find their voice, you know, mm. and their style gets more sophisticated. It gets more sort of self-assured. Mm. Um, it's almost like this is happening in like sped up, like fast motion for him. Like he's had a fr- major leap. You can tell he's you can like sort of tell he's the same person like he's mm-hmm. some of the same turns of phrase. You know, it's vocabulary is probably the same way, same as it always has been. But it's just like 
it's like he's you know it's like he's been doing this for like 15 years it's like and he's been doing it for like 18 months. months yeah okay <laughs> like the new stuff like the newest thing he wrote in the in the newest issue mm-hmm. uh which by the way ford kitchens is reasoning at the same time it's it's really good like it really is moving and like has this like intellectual like just just kind of brilliance to it um Push and down uh the stab of envy yeah you're definitely like yeah i'm not gonna make you roll sand because he's way better writer than you are <laughs> oh i didn't say jealousy <laughs> i said envy that's right i young black man succeeding good stuff that's right i yeah. also want to succeed <laughs> Golly, though, like some of that stuff, like especially in that in the letter he wrote, like it's even cooler. It's like. It's just it's so like you, you, you you're you sold on it. You want to you want to publish the thing he's talking about writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, so so that's what you that's what you get out of it. He seems like he's he's really on track, like he's 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 feeling it. Cool. Well, I think you are done at the crisis office with that. Sounding like. If you want to get on the streetcar and roll, then go down south and meet the uh, meet the others. Feels best. All right. But I shall do that thing. Of course, Ford and Reginald will get to the apartment building first. Um, if it's possible, I would like to roll like an int or or something, just as like a quick skim through the article, because I'm probably not. We're probably not far enough away that I can like read the whole thing if it's like a long form article. Uh, read me, yeah, re- yeah, roll me int, sure. Um, int, yeah, okay. Just to like get the you know get the major points. I mean, would it be int or add you? I'll go int, whichever you want. I don't care. Um, I'll do that. We only have the one um, copy, right? Actually, yeah. Um, I'm actually going to spend one point of luck because my int is 75. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good. So. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So you give it a quick skim. Uh, it's actually like really easy to read. Like okay. it flows together. So, uh, e- uh so, so well. Of mention of long form journalism. So. Yeah, no, it doesn't have any flabbiness to it at all. Like it keeps your attention. Um, it uh, is his thoughts are really clearly, clearly expressed. Uh, the sentences really just build together really well. Just it's tight. It's just it's just good. Oh man, well the style's good. What about the content? Uh, I mean, it's so it's about uh, like the content is you know it's about it's like these you know who who the big movers and shakers are in in uh you know real estate development and and things that are going on and what this could mean for the future of harlem and stuff like that so it's got some stuff about like alelia walker who's like this millionaire heiress and she's she and her family are they're kind of building up uh they're kind of buying up some new buildings and improving them and things like that um and he actually talks it's kind of interesting uh he talks about uh he really gets his own personal experience in there he talks about how he's actually moved into one of these buildings. Uh, it's called the uh, it's called the Apollonian. It's a uh, it's a uh, he talks about how it used to be like this 
it's this, you know, crummy old row house that was all run down and everything. Uh, but uh, Lily Walker's brother-in-law, Ed Wilson, bought it like last year and has transformed it uh, and has put like all the new cutting edge technology in it. It's like it's uh, he talks about the the electricity and all this stuff and how great it is. And he talks about how like he went to live there and it's an amazing place to live and uh, and how it's like really it's a place where like a like a person can really flourish. And then he kind of goes on this sort of philosophical tangent about how like your living conditions are like so important to like people being able to meet their, their, uh, uh, you know, potential, or- their potential. Yeah, exactly. Um, he does. He actually quotes a bunch of like, uh, WB Du Bois stuff, uh, about like the sociological conditions that lead to, yeah. you know, flourishing yeah. populations, all this stuff. Uh, it gets a little, a little theoretical there, but then he keeps, he just keeps bringing it back and like talking about his own experiences and about how he living as a writer in this place has really been able to rest and like reflect on things and how just, uh, you know, how great it is. And it's just, uh, it's just really, it's just really ba- balances out. And then oh, wow. you, you look up, uh, from it and you see you're there. Uh, oh. and there's the Apollonian right at on the corner. Oh, um, and it looks like this. Uh, oh, okay. Wow, that's quite a thing. So, hey, would uh, anthropology be relevant to the article? Uh, I suppose so, yeah. I mean, actually, is there anything else we could drag out of it? Feels like we got all the plot points. Yeah. I guess you're reading over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, either that or I was going to say Ford just happens to have another copy. I say like that. Like, I, I, I like, does. Could you like, read this paragraph right here? He's a really good writer. There we go. Um, I'm also kind of wondering, um, does it like... Uh, do we get a level of like academic, yeah. like what is? So I made an extreme anthropology check. <laughs> oh wow! What were you asking, real quick? Uh, uh, I just it... uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Me. I'm wondering actually if this might be something that could get folded into Ford's uh, very good <laughs> success. Uh huh. But um, I'll ask after you give the general information. Gotcha. Okay, so you were you're were, you're were looking at this from an anthropological perspective, right? Sure. Okay, well, we'll so, get some use out of those courses. Yeah, so I mean, all of the stuff he's talking about is like really, like really solid sociological theory. The idea that you know you're living in squalor and you're worrying about whether your house is going to fall down on your head and whether the rats are going to chew on your kids. You don't really have enough time to like <laughs> better yourself. And- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's all, yeah, there's all these, uh, all these emotional, uh, you know, effects of, of poverty and things like that. And yeah. so much of it has to do with architecture. And, um, <laughs> So like this is like yeah that's really it's really really good stuff and um, Real, kind of thing that would really irritate like you know Klansmen, etc. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well then, but you do notice also that like um, as he's writing about it, uh, that extreme success or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh. He makes some very sort of like sweeping claims, like these sort of like. There's a few things that are kind of radical that he's talking in there, not necessarily politically kind of big radical. Big leaps that aren't like supported in the article. 
Yeah, I mean, Murder he makes them work. The he makes them work with rhetoric. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little hard to describe without, you know, writing an entire article myself, <laughs> which wouldn't be as good as the article that right, right, I'm trying right, to right. tell you about. But uh, yeah, I mean, he talks, uh, you know, he speculates a little bit about, uh, you know, how like future living conditions and as as technology improves, like it's going to unlike like new potentials of human capability and things. And who knows what it's going to be like. Uh, seem a little bit eerily accurate about what the future feels like it's going to be. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Is this an occult role, perhaps? <laughs> no, not, not an occult role. There's nothing occult about this. It's just... Uh, uh, okay, yet. Like, like not, how how reasonable is the future? Is this like food pill? We're going to, you know, like Gernsbeck. Uh, this is more like maybe if we don't or... have to worry about like starving in the future, we can all be uh, we can all maybe get educated. Maybe there's I don't know, some <laughs> okay, sort of social I mean, like, security net or something yeah. like normal. So like <clears throat> just just like, oh, yeah, we need to get rid of poverty. You know, we need to. Get rid of poverty and i mean it starts there and then sort of like by uh, a process that uh seems logically sound and uh rhetorically persuasive eventually else. gets up to like well i mean who's to say that we can't eventually you know colonize other planets or uh you know um achieve some sort of post-scarcity that obviously requires a specific organization of the, <laughs> the political etc social security by the way is only 13 years off yeah i know <laughs> well I, I mean i made the mistake of looking at the timeline in, in the handbook and got sucked um, into it yeah. last night <laughs> But uh, the thing that I wanted to ask that I think would probably get folded into Ford's uh, mm-hmm. role is like, what's his like educational background? Like, yeah, that's a good question. Pretty heady. This is all pretty heady stuff. And I mean, it's not impossible, but like, I'm kind of curious, like if there's something in does, his, does this kind of logically follow from his earlier articles, which I think we're going to have to wait till Dante's up here. Right. He's very well read. You can tell that he uh, is a, uh... But also there's a certain that's actually a super good question, because like you can tell he's very real read, real read. He has a great vocabulary and all this stuff. Right. But like there's also a couple points where it's sort of like you can tell he's like an autodidact, you know, like mm-hmm. um, Renaissance man. Like. He doesn't allude to the sorts of things that, for example, somebody like Du Bois, who like has a classical education would allude to. Right. Um, or some of those things. He doesn't like get into like German, like like Greek (laughs) mythology reference. Exactly. Like he's not, uh, he keeps it kind of down to that. Honestly, that's kind of what appeals about it. Like he seems like a real guy writing this instead of that sort of like, yeah, we get it. You went to Howard. Yeah, we all know (laughs) Yeah, we all know who Odysseus is. Yeah, Harvard. (laughs) Harvard's great, Du Bois. Yeah, you should go back there. (laughs) Okay, well, so we're here at the the wonderful Apollo. Um, Yeah. (laughs) All right, do we need a random name for the the nosy neighbor that's most beneficial to talk to? Well, uh, it's a bunch of row houses. Uh, they uh, this one's right right on the edge, and it's kind of the fanciest looking one. Um, Is that the one he was living in? Or? Yeah, that was it. It's the Apollonian. So. That is the name of that give behind the name has told us is is the nosy neighbor, Daddy Tilly. Or so Nadia what are you Tilly. doing? You're going up to like the net, like the the building next door, or you'll find somebody. On the I mean, street it looks like. Does it look pretty well? well I mean, the first things first. Everything. I mean, which do we know which room was his? It's a brownstone building. There is a single door that goes up. If you look at it, 
I know. I'm just saying, can we find the window that's associated with his room, or do we not have that information? I didn't say what room was his. Okay, so let's just go in and talk to the, I guess, Flophouse manager? Or boarding house manager? Okay. So you're going to just uh, go up the go up steps to the door? Yep. Um, just, uh, I guess, like, uh, I just want to ask from, from the picture, just like, Seems really well refurbished. Like it, it looks clean. All the yeah, it looks like it's in really nice shape. Like the exterior, yeah. it's all been pointed and like put together. The windows look there in good shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, some uh, of this stuff is relatively clean. new, isn't it? Uh, well, the building is not new, but all the work that's been done on it is mm-hmm. new. Like the building was built in like the eighteen eighties or whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, question. I guess does it does the refer do the refurbishment like stand out like does this does this building like stick out like a sore thumb in this neighborhood because of all the like nice refurbishments to it well it's not the only house that it had it's not the only okay. buildings had work done on it recently but it is the nicest on its block that's for okay. sure you can tell and what what else what, uh like in terms of the neighborhood does the neighborhood seem pretty i mean especially compared to this area does it seem like it's um does it maintain that same kind of like uh What's the word I want to say? Like ambiance, ambiance. Yeah. Kind of class distinction, despite the fact. Yeah. It looks like this. It looks like this block is, is really in the process of being improved. Uh, so like the, there's, there's some new trees that have been planted on the streets. Uh, everything's been swept to well. There's no garbage laying around anywhere. Um, yeah. There are people outside hanging around. Yeah. There are a few. Yeah. They look like they're kind of, they don't look like they're, scruffy at all they look like they if they live here they it is a monday morning so most people are probably at work yeah of course right but i mean is there i mean how does how does boarding house work is there someone who manages the place or well you can go up knock on the door and find all the information out yep that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> you go up to the top of the stairs uh to the main entrance you see a brass plaque on the side that says apollonian boarding house uh Please ring for your for your uh, party, and it okay. has a row of little black buttons. Ah. And next to those buttons are a bunch of names. Is one of those names Carl Tempest? And one of those names is Carl Tempest. I will press the Carl Tempest button. This is buzzing sound. Dun, 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 dun. Does it buzz back or? Bzz, click, click, click. There's this clicking sound that comes from the door. Oh, open the door. Oh, uh, yeah. You look at it. Uh, you, you open the door. It opens. Or actually, you pull You pull on the door. There's a buzzing sound coming from the door. The, but the, the door doesn't actually open. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, it's like the latch is stuck or something. Uh, oh. You know electric? Do you have any electrical repair or mechanical Why, repair? Why, certainly. I have the 10% everyone has. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could probably... I, 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 I would just try if that fails. I'm just going to try to like physically 94. I have no idea. No intuition whatsoever about doors. You can say you're trying to just muscle it. Yeah, I think I'm just going to try to okay, roll, roll like strength. Roll I guess strength to muscle it. I got Yeah, I just glanced at Reggie. Step aside. <laughs> Not even that strong. I'm, it's only 45. Hey, how much is it? Yeah. It's 45. Well, That's you're stronger right. than I am. Uh, can you help me on this? Uh, as I like huff and puff, you're like <laughs> muscling and it's like clanking and making these. All right. <laughs> you do that for like a few seconds. This guy could like from the inside. Quit, quit shoving on the door. 
Oh, uh, quit shoving. Yeah. Guy comes up. He looks like he's dressed in uh, like kind of a workman's uh, overalls, or it's kind of a somewhere between a a a, a uniform and just like a workman's uh, outfit. Mm-hmm. Is there a name on it? Oh, hey. uh, I mean, like Bob oh, or something. Opens the door. Yeah, S- sorry, the door's not. I heard the buzzing. The okay. uh, the intercom system isn't isn't quite working correctly. So uh, sorry about that, but. Uh, yeah, don't press that. It's got one of those newfangled uh, uh, electric strikes. Uh, you see it? So the uh-huh. buzzing, it, it is an electric circuit, and uh, it opens the door door latch up there. It's really cool. Well, when it it's works. working, it is anyway. Uh, yeah, don't shove shit. People uh, shove it on it like that. It's never going to, it's not ah, going to fix look, it. I'm sorry. It's, I, thought, I thought the door was stuck. Um, yeah, well. Uh, well, you so uh, the person we're trying to ring, or? Uh, I'm. My name is my name is Cole. Okay. I guess I'm the doorman <laughs> until the door you, starts working, right? I guess I like look over. Is there a Cole in the names on the buzzers? No, that? there is no Cole on the buzz buzzer name. You can't buzz for Cole. You, you I, don't think, know, I don't know if he's like a neighbor or someone's neighbor or something like an actual. <laughs> he's, it doesn't seem like he's a resident. This. Uh, he looks like he's the janitor. Okay, <laughs> like that'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Cole, do you know uh, Carl Tempest? Oh, Mr. Tempest, yeah, is uh, the writer guy, right? Uh, yeah. Um, Friends of his? I guess you're here to see him. Yeah. Is he around? Uh, might be. All right, because, uh, yeah, okay. Have you seen him recently? That's, uh, that's a good question. It's an interesting question to ask the doorman. Well, I mean, like, uh, you know, uh, we're just... We're concerned. He's uh, not. Let's go see friends. if he's there first, eh? Are you friends yeah. of his? Yeah, we are. Uh, business associates. Oh, what business? Uh, he's standing in the doorway, by the way, not looking past. Well, we understand he's working with the newspaper. They said he stopped cashing their checks, and yeah, they were worried. Ooh, so we're yeah. helping out. He also right, didn't you... answer some re-answer some correspondence. So okay, this is going to be a persuade role. Okie dokie, I got that. See if Dice Golem likes the idea. It does. 63 under 75. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I suppose. I mean, I don't know where whether he's here. Now, like I said, the intercom system isn't working. You know, we just got it set up so that I hear the buzzing. And oh, okay. The door. I was going to say, oh, someone buzzed this. Well, tried to buzz this in, but I guess that was you. He's way up at the top floor. I suppose I can walk you through and oh, wow. uh, we can go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, or you just tell us where it is. But yeah, sure. That's probably best that you you confirm it's the right room. So let's all let's right. Get up there. So give you me can a, be in front of us when the give, the monster tries to kill everyone. Give, give me a minute. I uh, gotta go. I feel like He's, that uh, was a silent word balloon above Reggie. And no one else knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's Ben uh, talking. Fair. <laughs> you can see he's got like a he's got like a like a like a paintbrush. <laughs> Like he's got, he looks like he was, he was, he was priming something. <laughs> got him in the middle of it. So anyway, he goes, he, he wanders away downstairs to to go put his stuff away. Uh, that's about the time that um, that uh, uh, Dante shows up. Even while he's still putting his stuff away. Yeah, that fits. Um, is uh, there anything I can? Look like I mean, is there any? 
like it's got a lobby or everything it, it's not not a lobby but like you know yeah. we can see like the hallways and yeah. was about uh, to say, is there anything we can gather from the immediate surroundings uh, you know where we've been left so as you are looking around uh and uh, as dante shows up and the three of you are there um hello hey boys uh, you look around and it's a so basically you're in a, kind of a hallway. It's an it's a narrowish. The way these row houses are set up, I'm not sure if you've ever been in one of these brownstones. Uh, I've not for a long hard time. If I was, I've only been I've in seen like, a lot of maps and pictures. They're pretty narrow. The yep. way they're basically set up is there's a there's a hall on each floor and there's mm-hmm. a a stairwell or a staircase on in that hall. Mm-hmm. That goes up to each room and like along, like kind of under the staircase and and along the sides, there are rooms. Right. And so there's basically you look at it and from looking outside, it looks like there's basically one room on each floor. Like there's one mm-hmm. like it's kind of nice, kind of spacious. Uh, oh, OK, cool. The whole floor to yourself is pretty, pretty great if you can afford it. Yep. Um, It's like saying, well, it's in good shape. There are electric lights in the hallway. Uh, they're not they're not on right now because the well yeah because there's also plenty of windows yeah oh yeah um well not so much in the hallway there's a wall there's wall there's a the door you came in there's windows up up above and there's one on the other end of the hallway it's a little dim in here um Mm. but uh you know you can see well enough to to get around um and you could always flip the lights on if it was cold if it was dark yep um and i'm like Wow, what's the ask Cole like? I ask Cole like, well, what's the rent in this place? This place looks nice. Yeah, it is. You know, ah, uh, uh, it's gonna be they're gonna be raising it soon as uh, soon as uh, word gets around. I'm sure. Um, oh, yeah, try to keep it low, sort of a promo thing. They got a lot of artists moving uh, in here. You know, people, you know, people, people uh, with a little bit of money to spare, <laughs> maybe some income, uh, uh, yeah. come in here and uh, get in here. Uh, gotta get words once word spreads around uh, how nice it is. I mean, what's they and then once they get a couple of these final, final little, little kinks worked out of it, I think maybe they'll they'll probably start, probably start charging what it's really worth. But yeah, I asked him for the, what like what's the actual like dollar figure though? It's a. Uh, he gives you numbers. <laughs> it's it's uh historically appropriate and less than you would expect. There we go. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Oh wow. Well man, hopefully I'm gonna have to maybe uh try to get one soon. When well have, the folks uh, moving lo- folks have been living here for uh for a few months. I don't I don't know if any of them are planning to move out anytime soon, like you know. Well let's unless, go find out. Maybe so Carl's already gone. Vacancy. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Uh, so anyways, it starts going down the hall. Uh, you walk past uh, the, the first floor, uh, first floor, like apartment room. Mm-hmm. And as you're walking past it, it like flies open. Whoa. Like somebody oh. just like pulls it open. Uh-huh. And this, this, this really little man comes out of it. Like he's maybe like five, two or something. He's really short. Well, wait, five uh, is not that short for this time period. Yeah, I mean, it still uh, is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, he's he's real short. He's very noticeably short. So, like uh, five five foot more. Anyway, whatever, go on. Whatever. He's uh, he's he's like, oh, uh, hey, there are three of you, three of you, two two men and a woman. First, uh, perfect, perfect. Uh, could you? Technically, there's four if we count the janitor. But what? 
He's a little bit further up in the hallway. Could right. you do me a favor? Uh, read, read this, read this for me. He like shoves this piece of uh, typewritten paper into your hands. Uh, I guess rolling I t- for psychology. <laughs> okay. Um, forty-five under sixty. Uh, so he looks a little. Uh, he looks really excited. Um, like he was in the middle of writing something and he's really he wants you to help him out it's like okay. i want to know i need to i need to just read this blind just 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 read it out uh you uh he points to he points to ford mm-hmm. uh you be he one reginald you be he two uh and and miss if you could be she one uh you're, just, you're working on a play then huh all right here we go yeah yeah it's oh, i gotta yeah. see if this dialogue works you Come see on. this is the sort of thing i'm talking about it's not a rainbow of colors but of but of ah. yes yes rainbow of music rainbow of tone rainbow of melody you know you could just call it like a scale like a normal person no it isn't a scale it's nothing like a scale damn it it doesn't have notes god damn it i wish i could explain it I wish you could just hear it. I think I've heard it. Like a star, isn't it? Like a star in space. He looks um, at y'all says. It's enough to make me curious. Uh, is that what you're looking for? Are you, uh, are you Carl Tempest? <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that works. I guess that works well enough. Um, uh, so I can, context I can is a little lacking. Develop. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't need you to know the context. Uh, you know, it's one of those dream. It's a dream place like Strindberg, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's all about it's all about the it's all the motion of the of the of the con- it's a conceptual motion. Anyway, it's good. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, and he just like, who are you? Takes What's your name, sir? Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry. That's really rude of me. Harold Carmelo, please. Harold uh, he's uh, yeah, I'm playwright. Uh, he shakes her hands. What'd you say? Have I yeah. heard of this person before? You have not heard of this person before. With more Harlem, have I heard of this guy before? Give me a roll. All righty then. He has not yeah. broken into the writer's scene such that I would have heard of him. I have not. 76 No, no, this guy is not known to any of you. Um, you know, you gotta get out of the get out of the apartment and actually talk to people about this stuff if you want well, people to do your work. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing? Yeah, fair, fair, uh, fair. No, I, I'm really close. I think I'm. I've really got the the ideas really, really coming. I think it's um, this is gonna be good. I think. Mm. Yeah, no, I haven't had one. I haven't had one put on. I'm not. I don't. I wouldn't expect you to to know me yet. Don't don't worry about it. Well, good luck, That's, man. Uh, yeah, thanks. It's called. It's gonna be called. Keep keep your eyes open. It's called her her song in blue and gray. Huh. Song in black and gray. Well, it sounds um, black uh, and gray. You know, not quite noir, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's like a tone. It's kind of a tone poem. It's a like I said. It's like it's not it's, like a tone poem, but a play. It's like Pirandello, you know, the six mm. characters in search of an author. Have you ever you, seen that one? No. You haven't seen that one. Don't. No. It's okay. It'll, it'll make sense when you see the whole play. Hey, so also question: Is there any occult significance to any of this nonsense? Roll it. Okay. <laughs> Oops. Is this sounding in any way like um, Tempest's son? Seven, yes. Hard success. Or extreme success. You don't see a connection between any of the stuff Tempest wrote in this. 
this um it's not in it doesn't really sound like a cult a cult it's not he's not talking about like theosophy or anything it's like it's got a kind of a mystical bent to it obviously something about yeah, that's what i was thinking rainbows um so maybe he's talking sort of a bit about like you know there's some stuff about uh you know tone breaks and how there's a lot of theory going out in 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 music right now about uh about like tonality and atonality mm-hmm. and things like that and may- maybe that's what he's talking about but like it's like i said it's like pretty hard to tell from like four four lines of dialogue for sure sure uh what's the Interesting. I, I, I guess i'm just gonna ask Harold. yeah what's the what's the plot gonna be- <laughs> ah, plot's really not a good it's I mean, Ford picked up on that a while ago. It's really hard. To, I, that's not a really good question. Um, <laughs> well, like, what, what's like the the what uh, playbills pitch or whatever? Like, <laughs> it's about so it's about it's about expanding the it's about expanding the way we can talk about the experience of music. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, and how that connects to to you know. In color and art, you know, you have thousands and thousands of colors that you combine together in different ways. But in music, we have what eight different notes. <laughs> how 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 well could you paint with just eight colors? You think? No, we have to combine these things, and it's all it's all about continuity. You know, not these not these strict steps. And it, hey, if you come back a few days, I'll show you another draft. I mean, I'm I'm curious. Might just do that. Good luck there. Mm-hmm. Let's get on with what we got to get to it. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, well, it's great to meet you too. Great to meet you too. All right. Uh, so okay. once he has gone back in and closed the door, and someone has stopped messing with their microphone. Dan, was that a uh, that was an occult roll? Yes. Add ten points to your occult skill. <laughs> really. No. Okay. It doesn't seem like a good thing. <laughs> it's just now like, seventy-five. You know, it just kind of got you thinking about how, like, it did a uh, lot of those, like, sort of nineteenth-century, you know, occultist stuff is really about like different ways of putting things uh, and, and like getting outside of the, uh, yeah. the presuppositions of Western like religion. Yeah, it really uh, is. Um, and just, just just combining ideas together in new ways. He's just going to sort of so like think about l- that. Let me run something past y'all. Mm. So we know that Tempest kind of was reached out and kind of looking for more ways to talk about, you know, his situation, uh, sociological, etc. And This guy is it. looking for more ways to talk about music. Seems to me there's a weird connection here. Let's go upstairs and see what I we mean, get on the floor, yeah, too. I, I guess, also, Tempest has a taken a leap in his uh, yep. skill in writing recently. Yeah. I yep. mean, I, I guess, we might but you want know, maybe to it's see just, you know, if, like mines. Yeah, but maybe we want to see if uh, the, this Harold um, also takes know, a leap. Some, or, you know, they all went to the same uh, class or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Let's go upstairs. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Supernatural shit. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> Did I say anything about supernatural shit? But, you know, there's stuff you can't see and it's still there. All right. Well, Cole's like, I, <laughs> sorry, sorry about Mr. Uh, 
<laughs> Sorry about Mr. Carmilla there. He's, uh, no, it's fine. It's very interesting, oddly he gets, enough. He gets, uh, he gets wound, wound up sometimes when he's, when he's writing uh, stuff. I, I can see why. But he's a, he's a, he's a good fellow. Right it's, it's interesting. I don't know if it's going to be good, but it's interesting. Hey, Cole, you think he's a good writer? As far as I can tell, I mean, I'm not much for plays. I don't, uh, I don't get out for that sort of high class business. But uh, <laughs> my idea is a good, a good, uh, good chaplain flick. You know, <laughs> chaplain's good. Ain't nothing wrong with a good chaplain flick. You know it. I have. But to yeah, I mean, he's I'm a still a little he's, partial he's cool. to Buster Keaton. Ah. <laughs> Go. He's got those dead eyes. I don't. I don't like that Keaton guy. <laughs> that, that's fair. I hear that. Yeah. Well, right. anyway, y'all, y'all, y'all finish two? down there. <laughs> Take you up the uh, the uh, the stairs, and uh, Reginald, I want yes. you to make me a listen roll. Okay. Um, I have. Oh, so we have we put Reginald up front, or is he in the back? Doesn't matter. I mean, I just listen skill. Honestly, uh. I don't know. I mean, we haven't been like super concerned with marching order because like, we're just going to a guy. <laughs> I, I just, I just was wondering whether he's hearing it first because he was up front or something. But okay, highest listen skill oh, works. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, that's a four. I, yeah, very, very good success. As you're going up the stairs, you hear, you hear this this beautiful music. It's a uh, it's clarinet. Oh. And go up uh, to get to the to the top landing. It's you, you hear it's coming. It seems it's so quiet at first. You barely hear it. Someone playing the clarinet so softly that it's almost just on the edge of hearing. And then it just builds so slowly in sound and in and just just sliding up in pitch and. Uh, it's just so sweet, like and and just like it's just rising out of almost feels like it's rising out of your own mind. Mm. Uh, the other two of you hear it, start hearing it now too. But uh, Reginald, you can add ten points to your listen skill. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, cool. Um, this is a fine building to be walking I in. I'd like, uh, I guess I'd like to. I, I mean, I'm probably just gonna pause, uh, like stop walking and just like stand there to listen to it. Yeah, really, like uh, all of you. Uh, after a, a second, like you're hearing this, and it's just oh man, it cured my tinnitus from that yelling. <laughs> it actually almost does. Like it feels like oh, you man. you don't notice it for maybe the first time in years. It seems so so beautiful and it just but it's slow it's like it's not really jazz but it's not like classical either it's not it doesn't have it's so full of emotion uh that it's 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 like it's almost like nothing you've ever heard before practically or it's it's, exactly like nothing you've ever heard before well i mean it's like it's like is it like it's almost like not like it's it's like it's like hitting right into like the endorphin. Like it's hitting it's like stabbing me with emotion like it's, right in my amygdala. Yeah, it's just like doing stuff to you that you don't know. And uh it's just It's doing like a hundred cc's it's, of, of it's, raw emotion <laughs> injected it's right. It's amazing. The and then there's sort of uh there's sort of a twist to it 
And then there is a little bit of like, uh, like uh, rhythm to it. And it starts to sound almost like a, like a jazz piece. There's like a Dixieland thing. And it makes, makes you think of what it must be like to live in New Orleans and to listen to jazz, but just be just to think of to have jazz come into your life at a place where you're just at your lowest point and like, you don't think your life's going anywhere. And then you hear it and you hear this sound, this music, and it just fills you with like a hope and a feeling that, uh, that you do have a future and that there's something more out there. And all of this just comes through this music. And it's just, it's just, uh, like almost life changing. It feels. I mean, I I so I good here. Yeah, like it's. Oh hmm. wow! Um, you know, I'm beginning to have a theory as to why no one's heard from him for a while. Yeah, he's busy creating. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this place is far too interesting. Let's get on upstairs. Is Has Cole yeah. noticed any of this stuff? Is he? Oh reacting? yeah, he's stopping and listening, just like the rest of you. And then after about like three minutes or so, like just just I you don't know how long it's been. Like right, right. Is this normal for the building, man? It just fades out just as slowly and as quietly as it came in. Oh wow. That that was incredible. That's so Cole, do you spend a lot of time here? Oh, I wish. I he's not playing like that all the time, and he's always I imagine working on it. Boy, he's he's getting there though, isn't he? Like he's Mm -hmm. been I've heard him play that piece. I think he's writing it. Um, yeah, hey, are oh, you working on anything of your own? Any kind of innovations is... or gadgets? <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not that kind of guy. You know. You might want to think about it while you're I still working here. Let's go to uh, go on upstairs. That's Mister Zanzibar. Really he's going to be the next big thing. I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zanzibar. What's a... Archie Zanzibar? Clarinetist. Okay. Ah. I mean, he's. I think he's got a gig right now, but like he mostly just stays in his room and just he's playing, he's writing. I don't you have to come out very much. He's not a he's not a people person. Yep. What's he uh if he's not coming out very much, uh I mean I, I mean I, I see know, him. I'm just curious. Uh um, takes I don't know. I mean like I'm just curious uh if everyone's you know, everyone's stuck in here, is there any if you know, if they haven't created anything or if they haven't made made any money, you know, they everyone's got regular jobs and everything, right? I don't know about Zanzibar. He pays his rent on time. So Ooh, I don't know anything much more about him. I assume right. he goes out. I mean, he goes out at night. I assume he, I mean, he plays this, in a band someplace. Man, I wish. I mean, you know, I'll be honest. I, I wish I'd just stay all day and, you know, create. Clarinet, clarinet's like that. I mean, you get in with Basie the minute he, the instant he wants to. I yep. mean. Oh, yeah. Let's he's, move on. He's something else. All right. You go up to the third floor. Uh, and at the top of the third floor. So things are kind of getting narrower as they, as you go up in the floors, like, um, mm-hmm. this is quite spread out enough. You kind of have to squeeze past. Well, uh, there's four floors total. Weirdly, uh, Ford is kind of taller and skinnier than one might expect, so he's mm-hmm. not really bothered by it yet. Uh, and you, sp- as you're getting up there, uh, you mm-hmm. start smelling paint. Hmm. Uh, is there an artist on floor three? No. 
Why did you say what? I said, is there an artist on floor three? Uh, as you go up there, there clearly is because uh, his door is wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the lights on, like the electric lights on in his room. So it's just mm-hmm. like lit up really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his window is all open to get the natural light on. And just like this guy um, just bent over basically a, uh, it's, you look at it, you don't realize for, for a minute that he's painting. Uh, Cause he doesn't have an easel or anything. He's like hunched over this, like it's like a cartoonist thing, a uh, cartoonist uh, uh, desk mm-hmm. with the, oh, with right. the surface raised up. And like, it's just, like a draft draftswoods desk. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's just bent right, uh, really closely over it. Doing something very, very fine. Like it's very small. And just like with a, with a tiny little paintbrush. Uh, is this a spot hidden kind of situation, or are you going to tell us? If you what? want to. I don't know any better you yet. Want sure. To interrupt his work. If you want to snoop at his room a little bit, you can see I mean, what he's been doing. Just incredible. I 11, mean, well, uh, 11 under 65. I'll be honest. Harold Camillo, Camillo a little. Look, he just showed us like one page with some dialogue. Not really that impressive. But Reggie, you're still talking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Eleven under sixty-five. There. Yeah. So that's a that's a really hard success. I think. Yep. Stream success, maybe. Doesn't yep. matter. Uh, yes, well, it is. As you look in there, you realize that uh, there are these rows uh, of uh, like shelves, basically, or holders uh, up on the far wall. Mm-hmm. And there are all these little tiny paintings on them, like really, really small, like cameos. Uh-huh. And uh, each one looks like really, each one looks very, very slightly different. You have to get closer to see what exactly their subject was, but each one looks just very slightly different from mm-hmm. the next one. So there's just very tiny variations between them. Uh, the guy's door is like wide open. Uh, and as you kind of troop up the stairs, uh, he, uh, he puts his, his brush down, uh, in a little holder and turns to look at you. Hello. 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 Afternoon. Hi. And he gives you this sort of like, you know, sort of a gentle, gentle smile. Uh, oh yeah. Wow. Quite a, quite prolific, uh, painter. Well, well, thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a great, a great subject. It's, uh, oh, it's so much fun. Uh, do you want to see same? what I've been working on? I, yeah. Sure. Um, uh, is it all the same person? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you have. Yeah. It actually is. Yeah. You know, I have a, I have a muse. I guess you'd say. My name is Pickerton. Um, yeah, Ronald Pickerton. <laughs> the, uh, the. I actually have. I have a, I guess I got to call myself a cartoonist, but um, I haven't really done a lot of cartooning recently. Uh, but I've been working on these things and oh, they're amazing. Uh, come on in. I'm going to show you. I want to show you. Yeah. I would like sure. to go over and examine them. I'd also like to see the ones that are on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, I'd like to try and like, look at the subject of these paintings. Yeah, so they are all pictures. Huh? They're all tiny cameo portraits of Rudolph Valentino. Ah, okay. from 
like it looks like most of the ones on the top row they're all in him in in this outfit from he's like yeah that's uh the top row is all is all him in the in the hat that's from the four horsemen and then the row before below that's from the chic huh and i'm just getting started on a new series uh for for uh i can't remember the title of it but um i saw it last week and it's mm-hmm. it was so good and so uh, is there some new weird insight that this guy's got too well uh a cult maybe i don't know <laughs> do any of you have any yeah, none of you have any like visual art skills do you um, astronomy is as close as I get. Does he have a, does he have a picture? I kind of want to see just like, just by like, if he has like a picture of uh Valentino. like a, like a reference picture. Yeah. Like a reference picture. If I can like look at that and see like what the differences are in the painting, like if he's doing any kind of impressionistic flirt or like artistic flourishes or he doesn't have like a, he doesn't on. have a, a reference painting. Each one looks almost photorealistic, though. Okay, like it's, that, that's kind of the thing I wanted to ask. It's incredibly <laughs> detailed. Like, you can like, see, like, like, you can see, you, you thought, you, you would look, you look at them, and, and at first you think that they're, they're colorized photographs. Oh, colorized photographs. Wow. That's... But they're not. Yeah. But they aren't. They um, are hand-painted from scratch apparently oh not from a Louise uh, from, oh, a, from a reference um, it's a, yeah wow. it's a building can, of geniuses or something else i can i can examine the the oh, uh shit. the paintings with my spot hidden to try and find play where's waldo of what has he changed between uh individual paintings yeah sounds good hey let's see what happens if i don't Succeed this roll. Yeah, no, I I do not succeed. Uh, ninety three over sixty. Uh, so with can... my earlier extreme success, do I get anything? Uh, I'm gonna say both of you can add ten percent to your spot hidden. Oh, jeez. Yep. Okie oh. dokie. Oh, okay. Like we're learning to look at things harder and better. Yeah, it's really I like mean, it's a, a real skill. You feel like you're. You're learning for these things. Each one is is different in a way that you can't put your finger on. Maybe it's just the color. Maybe it's just the color compositions of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at you look at you look at the one and you look at the right next the one right next to it and you can't tell them apart. But then you look at the one on like the extreme left and you see and the extreme right and they're different. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like it's almost like cells of a film strip. But they're not moving like the, the the image doesn't change. Just the uh, colors change. Wait, so are you slowly. like painting the images from the film? Like seat by frame by frame? It's like that. It is like that. But this is amazing. Not, but no, it's not. It's not like that uh, because it's not the it's not motion that's changing. Mm-hmm. It's just the. It's it's really just the emotion that changes. It's like what I'm feeling as I'm painting oh, them. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it really affects how it, how it comes out of me. I think. Um. I was trying to get that in the um. In the in the you know in the the cartooning earlier on you know that you really want that feeling of of uh, 
emotion in your work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I wasn't really, and then I, and then I, and then I found Rudolph, and and that really that really changed it. That that then I could find somebody I could really, I could really feel something, you know, I could really see the change like slowly over time. I, you understand what I'm saying, I think. I think I, I, you're getting it. You're starting to get it. I can tell. Well, maybe. But I'm definitely not getting it with the psychology skill. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fail. Mm. Why don't you add 10% to your psychology skill? Uh, because he hadn't asked me to yet. Why don't you do it right now? I will do so right now. <laughs> I think I'm gonna wait to um, try and get these increases. See, what other what other skills can I try to argue? Quickly, <laughs> uh, jump, jump up and down. No, <laughs> no, I'm going French. to be waiting to do this for literature with uh, with Trent. I don't know if there's someone doing French poetry like Baudelaire or something. I'd like to. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want to think literature. back about your? Th- you, you know some French, do you? I have a forty-one percent. You have a fifty-one percent now. Oh, ah! great! Yeah, I mean, you were just this started thinking and just like, me out. yeah, it's getting like, freaky. <laughs> you're like trying to remember something, and you're like, oh yeah, no, like, like I can remember that entire poem now. Apparently, I did have that memorized. Oh, man, huh. well, I mean, it helps that it's so lyrical. And oh yeah, I mean, yeah. it could be better. Like you could imagine some ways that that poem could probably be improved I now that you know. think about it. Mm. But like. Yeah, it's got a good sound to it. Like it, it works. It's not horny enough. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, horny. it's not loud. There, he's so tiresome. <laughs> I'm thinking about that electrical repair I didn't understand downstairs. Do I feel like I'm getting it now? <laughs> yeah, you know when you. Yeah, it's really. I mean, you'd have to take a look at the circuit, but yeah, I'd have to look at that. Yeah, All right, let's move upstairs, shall we? <laughs> yeah, no stem fields here. Sure. Well, I mean, th- thanks for thanks for. For seeing my 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 pictures. Hey, thanks for sharing them. Those are yeah, no, those, those are amazing. wow. Yeah. Thank thank you. Uh, remember to go outside, though. You know. Oh, I go. I go. Again, uh, I go to the movies. Uh, oh well, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He, he this is a uh, Ronald Ronald Usher Pickman Pickerton. <laughs> you'll, Pickerton. You'll. I don't know if I'll ever try to share these like with the public or anything. Oh, you I should. Maybe I could. I think, think you could. This is the time and the place to do that sort of thing. Yeah. There's like, there's a real feeling, you know, in the air uh, of Harlem. Like, like everything's just like flowing. People are doing so many new things. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I yeah. I guess you're. I gotta get back to my work. Okay. Understood. You could probably sell those in, in like six years. And oh, I don't know if I want to. When Rudolph you know, unfortunately dies at the. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I feel like that's a ghost voice that none of us hear. Let's move on. <laughs> I like to. I like to do the ghost voice. Comment. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. Uh. So yeah, Cole didn't actually go in there with you. Like mm-hmm. that guy. 
He does really like whatever he likes, and he's good at making it look like he wants, but woo, that's weird. You know, Uh, you know the sort of things they say about Valentino. (laughs) uh, Yeah. um, I need to realize that. I give him an uncomfortably blank stare. Uh, bad talking, but I need to re-listen to that uh, episode of You Must Remember This. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, up we go. Babylon mm-hmm. stuff. Well, anyway, <laughs> hope your boy Carl's up here. Uh, yeah. Bet you, yeah. I bet you he's working on something if he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Knocks on the door. No well, so there's like some guy who's uh, doing like sculpture. <laughs> and he's That's like, hello, <laughs> I'm the guy from uh, Gulf Thulu. <laughs> That's, that's the guy on the fifth floor that did exist, you know, from outside. Yeah, he, uh, he, he knocks on the guy's door. Um, uh, no answer. Mr. Mr. Tempest, you got some friends to visit you. You in there? Carl. Mr. Tempest, he knocks again. No answer. Wally needs an update. No answer. Uh, can I try to hear him if he's like busy writing or if there's any Give me a listen check with your new high listen score. Hell yeah. Oh, please make a note of these increases to your skills, though, by the way. Oh, sure. Yeah. How do you mean? Uh, just remember what they are. <laughs> like what exactly I, you got. I, raised. I've updated the. I just updated the sheet. So house. Well, if you could write down someplace what your increases were. I'll, I'll, I'll write ah. a comment sticking out. That's disappointing. Okay, it sounds like it's going to go away again. All right. Uh. <laughs> Shut you. <laughs> well, there's some kind of uh, horrible, I failed it. Uh, so. May I try a listen at the door? If you want spoilers, you better fucking hope so. <laughs> you better hope they go away. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, did not expect that otherwise. Yeah. I think that that Listen failed. Uh, mm. Yes, that listen anything. failed real bad. You don't hear anything in there. Okay. No, no rush. No, no movement. No nothing. Uh, it's like I guess maybe he's not here. Carl, could we? I know this sounds unfortunate, but could we maybe try and open the door and make sure he's like. Still eating? Yeah. Well, a shame if he. He's not cashing his checks, man. Yeah. Plus, like you know, I mean, this this breaks. You know, if he's if he's working, you know, we should be able to tell that he's working and doesn't. You know, I mean, I can't hear any sounds of uh, scratching or yeah. You know, give me a charm or a persuade, whichever you would prefer. uh, At and and with advantage, so you can roll. Basically, roll twice, take the better roll. I'll take charm. Oh, I am definitely trying that advantage. Don't you have all that luck? Yes. <laughs> Let me see if the second roll is any better. No. Whoa. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Um... Sure, I have 84 points. I'll spend 31 on uh, luck points to bring that um, 81 down to a 50. That sounds good. Wow. 
that hurts. Well, yeah. it's not like Cole didn't want to open the door for you. He wants right. to know what's going on with this guy, too. I mean, I laid a hand on his shoulder. Yeah. I looked at him real pretty. <laughs> he's like, well, I, I don't see how it could hurt. If he's not here, he's not here. Uh, and we'll stay right outside no, the door. Gonna, not, you, you, know. you will see that we do not do anything to his stuff. I'm yeah, making yeah. no promises like that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, it's like, uh, Mr. Tempest, uh, I'm, I'm coming in. If you're in there, uh, be careful. There are ladies present. Uh, anyway, uh, on three, <laughs> one, two, three, and he turns the key in the lock, opens the door up, and you are looking at the empty apartment of a an obviously prolific writer. Oh dear! Basically, Are there like the stacks only... of stacks of paper? Yeah, that's that's where it starts. So there's not a lot of furniture in this room. There's a mm-hmm. writing desk, mm-hmm. desk with a typewriter on it. Yep. There's a bunch of paper. Uh, there's like a little bed in the corner. Mm-hmm. Kind of a cot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and there are a bunch of books, like a library, sort of a small library full of, uh, full of books and stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. But no person, correct? Uh, there is no Carl? person. Is, uh, do these apartments have like a bathroom in them or is there like one central one for the building? Oh, uh, there is a bathroom. You can look in it. There's nobody there. That's like, what I'm saying. Any closet? Uh, there's no closet. It's, it's this top. This top room is significantly smaller than the other one. Is there like, a it's kitchen cheaper. or anything? Are there any there's places like a, he could be? There's like a glass. No, it's like a one room. Okay, it's one room okay. with a bathroom. Hybrid. And we are we are not smelling anything. Um, X. Yeah, didn't start nope. nope. Okay. Get crushed by his pile of books and papers. I'm gonna regret this. Take a look at one of the pile nearest the typewriter. Uh, so you're going in. Sure. Yep. Okay. Well, Cole won't stop you from going in when he's looking. No, he won't. He doesn't even little, notice we going in. He gives a little mm-hmm. whistle when he goes in there. Whew. It's a writer. Is right. he? Wow. Guess so. I would like to read the top page of one of the stacks of writing. All right. Now it's time for you to get your plus 10 in literature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thought so. Mm hmm. Do I just get it? Are you asking for a roll here? No, you just get the, you get the, I'm not even going to make you roll for, okay. for, uh, so. Has he taken another leap? Yeah, Can you'd steal? say so. So there's, okay. there's, there's multiple works you see here in progress. Some of them look like, you know, articles, like kind of like argumentative articles, like the one you, uh, mm-hmm. you, you saw from the crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most of those are like typewritten and stuff. Like you mm-hmm. see a bunch of pa- pages to try. You look down at the typewriter. There's mm-hmm. a page like halfway up through it, and yeah. it, you see you see that the typewriter is out of ribbon. Mm. That's where he went. What does the page of the typewriter say? The page in the typewriter looks like it is the beginning of some sort of creative narrative. Uh, it's sort of stream of consciousnessy. Oh, uh, there's only about half a page head. of it, huh? but then you look next to the typewriter, and it looks like he just continued on in handwriting it. Like oh, he, dear. Hit, he, he hit the end of his ribbon, but he writing. he was he was on it, and he just kept this yeah. thing going. 
how many How's pages this, uh, penmanship uh it's pretty good it's good it's uh does it get better as he goes precise uh actually it does yeah i thought it might yeah how, <laughs> how many pages did he churn out uh by pen well you're looking around the apartment uh there's so not everything i think it's time to make a library use rule <laughs> i was wondering if it's time for a sand check but okay <laughs> where's my library use there it is okay we all roll it, or just uh, just the one that's got skill? I mean, I have it in 50. I have it 25. I have studying for, 60, you know, unless I suddenly am better at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course, you're all better at it. Weird. Uh, everybody uh, had everybody 19 had under 70, then. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you're going around the room. Um, things are not in really, like, straight, uh, obvious order. But you see a few things that, that sort of hand out to you. Um, so there's a, like uh, 171 pages of handwritten manuscript. Oh Jesus God. fucking Christ. They are numbered, so you can tell what order oh, they're funny. supposed to be in. <laughs> okay. Good? Ethan? Yeah. Ow! <laughs> I have handwritten stories before. Ow! Was that yeah. really good pen? Like, just flows really nicely. Well, when you, yeah, when you have a... Uh, you have a good pen. Um, it looks like he's gone through actually several pens. Uh, the uh, that would not surprise me. And ink uh, as you go on. Yeah. Is there anything in the trash that is interesting? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, so when point. you go through the trash. Uh, so first, the handwritten manuscript. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little hard to, to follow, but it's some sort of day in the life stream of consciousness novel. Okay, yep. so James Joyce. It makes exactly. It actually makes you think of Ulysses. Like hey, a lot of James yeah. Joyce vibe Not here. That my Pluto would probably know, but um. uh, it's all about his experience in Harlem. It gets into like this, like the consciousness of being black in the city of New York, mm-hmm. and like how Harlem is a is like this contained, uh, you know, society in which you can be yourself, in which you can sort of rise to new heights. But it's like it's really it's it's true stream of consciousness. It's like just there's there's not like a grammatical okay. structure to a lot of it. Yeah. But you can you can understand what he's getting at because it's can really we roll, good. <laughs> can we roll back to the beginning of some of this? Find out where it starts and see what the inciting incident was where he started getting good all of a sudden. Yeah, maybe. Um, but also, you're looking through the trash. Yeah. In the trash, you find two complete handwritten copies of uh, T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland. Yeah. Huh? The, sec- the second one has a note on the bottom of it that says, yes, I can do it from memory now. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, God. <laughs> I, am- oh, I, let, I let them know. That's like, this seems decidedly unusual. Hold on. Well, I, um... You see some unopened envelopes uh, that were from the the Crisis magazine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And scrawled on the back of one of those envelopes is a is a note in pencil that says, "What am I hearing? What am I hearing? I should go talk to Smiley." Huh. Oh, do you know anybody named Smiley? Roll me lower Harlem at plus 20. 
Who? All of us? Uh, anybody has Laurel Arlen? I got right. you know, 51 at that, so. Lore Harlem B when it's not Lore Harlem. At plus 20? At plus 20. I, I would still fail it. I made it. <laughs> You're not having good luck with your uh, character concept dice rolls there. Ford, you were, you were distracted Weird. by the whole Wasteland business and didn't hear what they said. <laughs> Smile. You didn't hear who they, what the name they said. You're like, who? What did they say? I, I'm probably reading the Wasteland having not read it before. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, hard to understand, though. Reginald, you hear Smiley. You know who he's talking about. It's old Mr. Smiley, the king of the Conjurmen. Oh. Hey, that's particularly ironic. Yeah. You would have known. If you'd, if you'd heard what she'd said, you would have known. The king of the Conjurmen and Frixers, the friend to the rich and the poor, the happiest man in Harlem. Old Mr. Smiley. Uh, you know his reputation. You've never had any direct dealings with him. Uh, he helps people out with problems of all kinds and at all levels. Uh, he's, uh, he's a good guy to know. Uh, and actually everybody knows him or everybody knows who he is. Well, um, you know where to find him, uh, probably. Uh, they say he you can find him at Cafe Cairo uh, or the Pyramid Lounge. Uh, sometimes in the evenings, you can go to the Nubian Social Club. He'll be there. So if you if you were looking for old Mister Smiley, you know, you know where he hangs out. Well, um, that'd be I guess yeah. That I mean that'd be the obvious spot to. To look that look next. Um, but yeah, um, I guess. Okay, it seems to me like the first thing to do is find out if there's something new that's going on with Mister Smiley. Who who would know that? Rather well, than Mr. going Smiley, to see him directly, Mister Smiley would know that. Well, that's fair. <laughs> what? A, not Ford Kitchens, our local Godger man. <laughs> Apparently not. Now that you heard his name and you know who they're talking about, I'll let you roll Lower Harlem again with it. All right. Let's see how this goes. I'm sure it will go well. Still at plus 20? Uh, Yeah, and I'll give you advantage, too, so you can roll twice. I'll roll 2d10. 14 and 40. Yep, 14 makes it by a lot. All Uh, right. 14 is a... uh, uh, Words. That would be an excellent success or whatever. Extreme. What yeah, about the good uh, one? goodest one is? <laughs> nothing new's ever going on with Mr. Smiley. Mr. Smiley's dependable as it comes. He's a rock. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And yet, something new's been, happened here with someone who's. Well, let's go well, find out. Well, I mean, if you had help. something going on that was real weird. Yep. And you wanted someone to help you figure out why it was happening. Uh, Mr. Smiley would be a good person to uh to Engage get in with. on that. Yeah, <laughs> he does Unless seem to know a lot. He has a reputation for success in yeah. in figuring things out for people. Well, you know, unless of out. course he's now been affected by whatever it is. Could be you. You none of you have ever directly uh worked with him or 
even directly met him. All right. Well, we know where he's going to be, so let's go be there. You just know about him. Yep. So where where is the next place he's going to be based on what it is now? Oh, in the afternoon, he's usually down at the Pyramid Lounge, they say. Uh, let's uh, go grab a bite to eat and go down to the Pyramid Lounge. I speak easy down there. Uh, guys, yeah. it's 1130. Yep. What is that? Yeah. And I am falling asleep. Well, what here's the question. Do we get out of the building? Well, uh, you know, I want to thank Cole and uh, and move on to the next thing. And then uh, uh-huh. that'll, be, that'll, that'll be a really good break. Point, point to stop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's like, well, I guess he's not here. Nope. But it looks like we can figure out where he went. Hey, Cole, you've been a big help. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. Oh, well, thanks. Appreciate uh, it. Roll me hey. psychology. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Regular numbers. Uh, no. How about add plus 30? Oh, God. 30? Jesus. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, you guys are. Oh, crazy. I make it by a lot. <laughs> yeah, 20 under 90 now. Fuck. You you know you should tip this guy like <laughs> oh, well, yeah we got the envelope so yeah <laughs> you don't you don't need you don't need the bonus to realize that uh, he just spent like half his morning like yeah. showing you around yep give him I an appropriate tip. Tip. Ah, he's the one giving I am going to give him a AI slightly see. more than appropriate tip along with my card and ask oh, him yeah. to um, let me know if um, Trent comes back. And uh, you mean Carl? Car- yeah, Carl, whatever his last name was. Tempest. Tempest. Thank you. I knew it started with a T. Carl Tempest comes back. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd love to hear about any of his creative projects. Oh, for sure. I don't know about any creative projects. I've been, I've been playing a lot of chess recently, though. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. And seed, and we move on. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, so you step out to the front of the building to go find Mr. Smiley. And uh, as you're just walking a few dacks away. Uh, so all those uh, all those little Im- increases you had, you, all your stats, they just kind of fade away. Oh, okay, so restore back to normal? Back to, yeah, back to your normal skill levels there. Don't have to change my character sheet. It's uh. You know, it's not that you feel bad, but you feel normal. It's a, and you do have this vague sense that maybe you've lost something. Like out here in the sun, with it, it's kind of hot out here. So many distractions: car horns, street cars, people running around yelling. Hard to hard to concentrate. Like we're back in the world, baby. Yeah, it's just uh, instead of on a slow just, boat to Carcosa, just comes comes back to you. And, uh, yeah, so you find yourself, you know, you just kind of get back, get back in the groove of things, uh, kind of go, going to go over to the Pyramid Club and talk to Mr. Smiley. And that's where we'll pick it up next time. Wow. Wonderful. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm curious, is this a, 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 a scenario that's in the book or is this one that you made up, uh, Ethan? So this, the, the, uh, core hook is from the book. Okay. Uh, all the details are me. Nice. Yep. Cool. Yep. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I can't wait to. Uh, I'm on. fascinated. 
I th- right. I think that uh, Ford is starting to get a little frightened about what's going on here because oh, they yeah. ain't right. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. All, you, right. all y'all, <sighs> just, to, just to finish it out right here, roll Sam. check? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> as you... Yeah, it's like the as your, haze of as your psycholog- psychological power. state returns to normal. I'm fine. It's all good. Yeah, you don't notice a change. Twin roll of sand check. I also got it. I also succeed. Uh, I think try to roll under your current sand skill, whatever it is for you. Uh, it's, my current sand skill is listed as see? max ninety nine. It is fifty. Oh, uh, thank goodness! I was very sandy. Or it's right under luck on your. Yeah, on your it's, it's, it should be equal to your power. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Misunderstood character sheet. That's okay. Very it's good. not max sanity is the most useless stat in Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. No. That oh. freaked me out. Oh yeah. So you you have noticed that something's changed. Like you feel, you feel like you've been drinking or something. Like things are or, not clicking. Yeah, so we're fast. suffering withdrawal from artistic. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to say you lose a point of sanity. Uh, okay. Anybody who anybody succeeded loses none. Wait, if we succeed, we lose it, or we're fine if we succeed. If you succeed, you're fine. If cool. you fail, you lose one. Yep. That was interesting. Just a bunch of yeah, it's just a bunch of nice, uh, productive artists. Yeah, it's going great for him. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious. He's on a you know, gonna be a, a star of uh, the Harlem Renaissance, assuredly. All of them. <laughs> Apparently, stuff they created there does make it to the outside world because he did publish the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's all fine. You didn't take yeah. anything with you, did you? No. Uh. <laughs> I might have grabbed a sheet of um, his writing to compare it with previous writing, but okay. I didn't think of it at time. So, what would you like me to roll to see if I actually did that thing? Uh, give me a give me a luck roll, I guess. Okay, I did just spend thirty one points. So <laughs> the number is fifty three. Thank you. Yeah, over fifty percent. Yes, yep. I rolled an 18. Well, of course you thought to do it up there. You thought of everything up there. Uh, <laughs> fair. Okay. Did, did the writing come out with me? Oh, yeah. Does it still look like English? It's brilliant. Like, it's just, I mean, honestly, you it looks, it's its so cool. Like, you just want to, you read over it a couple more times. Oh. Boy, that guy, boy, that guy is, guy was good. Was is yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. See, yeah, when he was writing there. that page okay uh it's all fine uh-huh. <laughs> all right this this has been amazing ethan uh, all right well hopefully part two will be fun too <laughs> we get to mm-hmm. it all right well i guess we'll call it there for tonight Craig, Game Archive bot, stop recording? No, it won't let me stop recording. Uh-oh. Well, what happens Admin. if we all disconnect? Does Alistair stay? Should we find out? Admin, Admin Adam coming up for us. Can anybody else try clicking the button? 
Uh, I doubt it'll work, but might as well give it a shot. Might as well try. Nope. You need manage server permission or have an access rule to manage recordings. Yeah. Yeah, we really need to fix this at... at when is is there a meeting um, this week or next week? Well, we need to fix it before Sunday when we're playing that oh, game. We need now. to fix it before it crashes because it records 